Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Misfits Guide to Adventuring, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Real Play Podcast. I am their Dungeon Master, Patrick, and with us today, we have Otto. Hi. Okay, you can't see it, but Otto's got those little tiny hands on her fingers, you just rubbing them together. That. I did, I did. Just rubbing them together like an evil genius that you are. We also have Nate. We've been going for an hour already. We haven't been recording for that long. No, but we've been having a lot of fun. Yeah, we have. With all, all of you. So welcome to the party. You're like fashionably late, everyone. If this was a live stream, it would be really bad because the whole first hour would just be <laughs> us being idiots and then we start recording. I do have two pairs of glasses on right now. Yes, you do. Can your forehead see as well as your eyes? My forehead can see better than my eyes. That's insane. We also have Matt that looks absolutely amazing with some blue tape over his eyebrows, one of them up higher than the other, winking at me obsessively. what the rock is cooking? Uh, no, no, but what are you doing later? <laughs> <laughs> Probably painting new eyebrows on. Ow! Ow! Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I heard that. <laughs> no, it's painter's We tape. were just talking about Matt's Lovely new haircut and his silver fox uh, theme that he's going for over there. It glistens in the sun. Okay, now that the the, the moment is ruined, the vibe <laughs> is gone. Is it is it the gray hair or is it the sweat? No, it's the it's the silver. Yeah. For some reason, when you get freshly cut hair, I don't know. The sun just hits it just right. And, hmm. And then know. Cusco builds his resort there. Y yes. <laughs> the hills. The hills sing. Sing for us, Hills. <laughs> Going for that Doctor Strange look. Wearing a sweatshirt and a cloak? Yeah, he's a good look. Yeah, that's a good look. Yeah. Cape over the uh, winter jacket. Your joke about cape over the winter jacket, that was just my Halloween costume as a kid. <laughs> I'm not joking. I want to wear a cape, but it's cold, so. Was it really just that cold? <laughs> yeah. It would snow some Halloweens. I'm not joking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all don't wear capes everywhere? I yeah. mean, I didn't not say everywhere. that. I I'm not a cosplayer. So, no. <laughs> Nothing against cosplayers. I absolutely love them, and I wish they would dress up like that more in public, because I'd be like, fuck yeah! But, so, auto one, two, Nate, three, four, Matt, five, six. I have a six-sided die. Let's see which one of you is going to tell us what happened last time on the Misfits Guide to Adventuring. Not it. Nate, why do you open your mouth? It's a four. <laughs> That's you. Uh, last time, we talked with the denizens of the Underdark. The Depths. The Depths. You know, Johnny Depths. We talked with the denizens of the Depths. John, Johnny Depths, I think, was one of them. No. Uh, Tashmir, uh, wearing a cashmere sweater. Cashmere. Cashmere sweater. And Crumb the Dwarf. And Delray, a lizard folk. And we were told that it was going to take five days to reach the city of Despot. And that was a lie. It actually is taking about a day and a half by underground super horse. She and really buggy. said, how do I know I can trust you? And then lied to us. I mean, fair enough. We discovered that Atreus gets very cart sick. <laughs> we discovered that Resden was sitting in the gunnery chair, like <laughs> Luke Skywalker in the Millennium Falcon, spinning around. Don't uh, him cocky, and Gimlet uh, spinning around, shooting fire bolts into the background. We arrived at a clearing where uh, Atreus wanted to collect some glowing mushrooms, and that's what Lyndon did, and then uh, the left half of his body was paralyzed by the mushrooms temporarily. So we discovered that those are poisonous, and... Um, then we all proceeded to fuck with them. Then we all proceeded to just have <laughs> so lots of mushroom fun. Lots of fun, fun guy fun happening. So that's where we're at. 
Mushroom puns. <laughs> Yay. You ended off with taking a quick rest and mush, jumping mush back in the cart. Mm-hmm. That's too mush for me to handle. <laughs> oh, the mushy puns. <laughs> mushy puns. I've got so much shroom for mushroom puns. <laughs> After we left last time, you are now traveling through these tunnels at unexpected speeds, although bumpy and turbulent. Uh, it seems like you guys are making great time as you're watching nothing but dirt tunnels pass by you with the uh, once-in-a-while massive tunnel that just appears to left or the right in like a big gap uh, that seems to be some sort of cavernous area. Just before you had left, Tashmir had explained that the uh, snacks that she was feeding the horses are actually magically infused with a prolonged haste spell designed specifically for these horses. Drugs. And if drugs. any... <laughs> yes, drugs. Horse drugs. drugs. Now um, that sounds and, topical. And if any humanoid of no, any they're, kind... They're, they're orally administered, not topical. Oh, yeah, okay. orally. Food, <laughs> snackies. Uh, uh, ch- chicky nuggies. Uh, if you will. Uh, but yeah, if any humanoid of any sort were to have even taken a bite of one of these, uh, you would probably be on the verge of death because your body would be moving so fast your heart would be on the edge of just exploding. I mean, at least it would be a quick death. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> <laughs> and as this cart is just kind of going through these tunnels... We're getting a little bit closer. Shouldn't be more than 20 minutes or so. The scenery is just riveting. Yes, lots of browns and shades of brown. And brown. Maybe some blacks. One might say plenty of earth tones. (laughs) I like that one. That one's great. Earth tones. (laughs) I get it. And as you get closer and closer to Despot, the tunnels seem to fade into a massively open area. And the not only the ground below you, but the ceilings above you just begin to extend away from one another. And you see a massively open cavernous area where there are stalactites above, stalagmites below, and some various columns that just seem to come together and they have formed on their own through time from the stalactites and stalagmites. And for anybody that's actually kind of, you know, keeping an eye out and looking around, um, go ahead and roll a perception. Uh, out of curiosity, how long does the bear's endurance last? Just so I know. One hour, so it's probably gone. Yeah, it's okay, gone. cool. Perception is 17. 10. 19. And my passive perception is a 15, <laughs> just by the way. <laughs> Yeah, Resident and Gimlet just seem to be kind of looking at each other as the, this cart is just shaking beyond belief. <laughs> He's just watching each other just jiggle in this, like, oh, close to five-point harness. I don't know if it's going to stop soon. <laughs> um, but as you guys are looking around, Linden, you were in the front seat and... Wait, who was in the front seats? Atreus Linden and Atreus, yeah. left, I think, and Linden was... Front right. I remember and then vividly the seating arrangements due to events. <laughs> yes. Resin was back left and Gimlet was back right, I think. Delray was in front of me. Yeah, you had Delray and uh, 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 Crumb were in front of both of you. Yeah, so with your uh, perception rolls, you hear everything kind of change a little bit. You hear a little bit of uh, water. Can't really tell where it's coming from. In front of you, this massive chasm going from left to right right to left and as you just kind of like move your heads to the left and right in front of the seats in front of you you do see a 20 foot wide bridge ahead of you and along with hearing that sound of rushing water and as it speedily comes by 
as you each look your own way left and right, it looks as if there's a 10 to 15 foot drop in actual fresh water rushing through from right to left, and you just speed over this as if it was nothing. The bridge does not seem to shake, doesn't seem to shift, wane, or anything. Oh, that was very stable. We must have good carpenters down here as well. And for Gimlet and for Resident, as you uh, are looking behind you without any idea that this is coming. Oh, God! Ah, there's a bridge! Ah, ah, you would think somebody would say something, right? <laughs> Why? Uh, there's uh, bridges up above us, too. I, 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 but water! Why is there water down here? You held your breath, didn't you, Gimlet? Shut up! Over the bridge. No, through a you tunnel. You have to, or you'll be through cursed forever. You have to do that through a tunnel. <laughs> no, it's bridge. Well, are we not in a tunnel? Entire time. <laughs> I would have died. Have you been breathing? <laughs> I had my mouth closed, but I was breathing through my nose. Oh, <laughs> I don't I'm think sorry, the spirits you were care, Gimlet. <laughs> and for the two of you facing forward, maybe 10, 15 minutes after you pass this, the land in front of you just seems to thin out and just kind of drop down a little bit more. It seems like you're on some more sturdy ground. It looks as if everything is made out of, for the most part, solid stone. And you two see what appears to be houses coming up, buildings and whatnot on the left and right of you, as all of a sudden you all just start to plow into the middle road of this one town of Despot. And Resident, as they begin to enter you were seeing everything from the back end and all of you see the same familiar purple and green lights above which are from the various growths above that some people know not to touch with their bare hands now Lyndon is sort of squinting at them (laughs) (laughs) angrily it seems it's in quite a bit more abundance here more on the slag tights that are hanging from above and many of the areas in between up there Uh, there are a few other colors but mostly purples and greens did you say there were other colors there yes are i'm very interested various <laughs> few other colors but the carriage continues on atreus is gonna poke her head up between the seats ahead of them and turn to delray and go what do the other colors do i am not particularly sure what they uh, do that is not my aspect she turns to crow things. what do the other colors do what just like till you get in the town, there's gonna be one person you're gonna have to talk to for other questions. There's only a couple of them up there, trust me. In the end, She's pouting. you'll know. Sits back down, crosses her arms. Uh, there were red and yellows up there. Red and yellows. Okay. Very few and very far between. And as you are beginning to travel through this city, some buildings appear to be one level, some are two, some are three. In between each building there's another road it looks like it is a massive grid uh but for those of you that are looking ahead it looks like there's a dark green mass far beyond along with a massive square building and you see a couple globes of like what might actually be natural light but it's magical similar to what you've seen elsewhere would you call that a forest that's way beyond and you'll have to roll something later to find out what would you say the terrain is like? <laughs> it's dirt and rock down here. How would you describe the lighting conditions? <laughs> yeah, as you continue to travel, uh, this your speed of this carriage uh, slows and slows and slows. Uh, you can get a good look at a lot of these buildings. They seem to be made out of stone, dirt. You do see a lot of wooden structures within this as well. Most of the buildings have uh, rectangle will, uh, windows. Uh, it seems like 
everything's quite symmetrical here. Uh, you do see a couple horseless carriages all about, and it just seems like it is your kind of standard town or city from anywhere else you've ever visited. And as you get closer and closer, Tashmir slows the cart. You hear from behind, Welcome to Despot! Everybody, disembark. Gather yourselves. It's a bumpy ride. That was a long one. No, thank you. Thank you. For the ride. You're not going to get sick again, are you? Dear? No? Not, no. It's just that once? No. Good. Uh, just Good. had to get used to it. I will. Um, I will have someone uh, take care of the, the rest of the cleanup if there's any more. As she's walking towards the back of the cart where you guys are. Uh, I'm sure you're still sitting up in the seats. Uh, you see Crumb and uh, Delray just kind of disembark from this carriage and just... All right, see you a little bit. I'll see you later. And they just kind of jump off and make their way to this massive square building that's in front of you. Uh, where where are we supposed to go? Oh, don't worry, dude. You, you will follow me. I will introduce you to... I will introduce you. No worries. Introduce us to whom? Ian. Ian? E-A-I-N. And this Ian is... The leader of this town? Let's call him the Elder, yes. He, the Elder? Yes, he is um, taking care of quite a bit down here. As you guys all disembark from this carriage, you realize it's quite easy to breathe down here. It is clean air. You think with all the dust and dirt down here, it would be pretty bad. Uh, go ahead, all roll perception checks for me, now that you are stopped. 11. 18. 19. So with those 18s and 19s, beyond this massive square three-story building that sits 50 feet in front of you, to the left and the right of it, very far back with the various globes of light and also the purple and green and other various colors that are emitting from above, there appears to be a massive forest back there, along with what appear to be fields of some sort of vegetation. Are those... Props. Huh? What? Huh? <laughs> Otto just looks around, like, curious. <laughs> yes, um, though there is a forest back there, as well as um, plenty of food to feed all of us down here. This is remarkably similar to the surface world. We have used uh, a little bit of magical means to, to keep it up, as this wouldn't normally grow without the sun or, well, magical means. How long has this town been here? Here? Maybe... I'd like to say at least 300 years, give or take. I've only been here about 30 myself. Was it founded 300 years ago, or was it... What do you mean it's been here 300 years? It was uh, It was just shaped 300 years ago from all the stone and all the, the land and the dirt. But welcome to Despot. I'm sure you upsiders... Uh, I'm sure for you upsiders, this is quite a bit... Um. If you take a deep breath, the air is quite clean, uh, less dusty than some other areas. But yes, let me let me go get Yane. He is the elder here, and if you have any questions, um, you would have to speak with him. And she begins to make her way inside this massive squared building. You can see there's a double door in front center. You guys are just off to the left of it. It seems like there's uh, troughs for water for the horses. Uh, you do see a couple other carriages here and there, a little horse stable off to the left. This building, it just looks extremely symmetrical. Windows on each floor. You would assume that it's exactly the same on each floor, except for stairwells in the middle. Um, wait, just wait right here, dears. I will I will be right back with Yane. Okay. Very well. I wander off immediately. <laughs> Reston, where are you? Where are you going? Just completely ignoring, kind of put my 
hand up and kind of point towards the nearest like building away from this building just kind of checking everything out very very interested in this you were just immediately leaving okay this is like is, is this like a town square in front of this building or is it just a road it is a bit of a town square it is a yeah. massive building in front of it there are a series of buildings to the left and right that look like they would be small businesses uh there's going to be a few places that are making uh, arms a few people that are providing food and dishes you know like a small restaurant you do hear clanking off way far to the right you would assume that would be some sort of armory or uh, weaponry, a blacksmith, if you will. You also do smell various foods cooking. You do smell the smell of smoked meats. You smell various salty, briny foods down here as well. Basically, I would just kind of walk off to the left and then just do a, you know, a like a quick 360 loop. loop of the entire square checking out each establishment, just a window shopping type of thing. See if anything catches my interest. Go ahead and give me a investigation roll with advantage. Uh, 16 total. Uh, 16 total. Uh, now go ahead and roll me another d20. Nothing added. 10. A 10. So as you begin to make your way from the left all the way to the I right. I mean, you know the type of stuff that interests oh, me. I know. I know exactly what you're looking for. <laughs> no, I'm not looking for that. <laughs> no, libraries, <laughs> antiques... Stuff like that. A salon. <laughs> salon. Oh, I thought he was looking for tabaxi. General store. Yeah. I am not interested in food or weapons or anything like that. Yeah. Company. As you begin to make your way, Gimlet starts to walk behind you, and then he notices that someone's walking out from the building behind with Atreus and Lyndon, so he just kind of stands back, and as you make your way, you notice that everything here looks almost exactly like civilization above. These buildings are well built. There is a magical means of light inside each and every one. The first one you come across, just a general store. It just seems like they have simple packaged foods, basic necessities. Everyone just seems to be living their daily life. The next one looks like there's a chair with one person with some shears just cutting some hair. The next building, a small little bakery, you can smell various delicious baked goods. And it just kind of continues on and on and on all the way around. You come to number 10, just seems to be a dark door. What's under the dark door? Just a wall and a door. It just seems to wrap around like building to building to building. It just seems to be a, a door with no lights on inside, unlike the other ones that have been around. I mean, but it's a storefront with a door and that's it. No windows, nothing. Just one single door with uh, no lights on inside. So there's a window. Uh, in, in, in the door, yes. Probably like okay. uh, j just above your eye height. So standing on your tippy toes. All right. All right. Just kind of peek in. Eyes adjust to the dark vision. Do I see anything? Roll investigation for me. That's a four. That's a four. You, you see a quick sparkle light off on the right, but other than that, can't really tell much of anything. Knock on the glass. Hello? Hello? You, you hear nothing but silence. Hmm. No sign, no uh, no uh, door hangers, no inscriptions, no, no bell, nothing. You're looking around, you don't hear anything, you don't see anything, and all of a sudden you get whacked in the knees. What, what do you want? What? I get whacked in the knees? You get whacked in the knees as this tiny little door just opens up from below. What do you want? Oh, ow. Ah. Hey, why are you bothering me? You see this tiny, tiny little goblin-esque creature. It's even smaller than a goblin you've ever seen. What do you want? Uh, uh, who are you? Back up a little bit. Uh, sorry, you? you hit me in the leg. Um, yeah, uh, are you a storefront or are you I, just... I'm not a storefront. 
What, 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 do you, what, what do you think? I sell secrets? No, 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 no. I don't sell food secrets or snacks or nothing like that. No, no weaponry. <laughs> nothing like that. I mean, do you, are you open or are you just a goblin hiding in a dark building? What are you looking for? What do you got? <laughs> and I kind of like jingle my <laughs> coin pouch with a full of how much money do I have? 70 something like episodes. 736 worth of. gold sized coin pouch. He just kind of like looks out, <laughs> looks around, looks left, looks right. Stand back. Pushes the door open, pulls you by your fucking leg and brings you in. But not through his little door, I hope. No, no. Like the massive, the big door <laughs> opens up. In. He pulls you in and then he shuts the door behind you. It's a cartoon <laughs> squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a cat trying to get like through Tom the tiniest little sucked through door. Jerry's little mouse door. <laughs> uh, G- Gimlet. No, uh, it's not Gimlet, it's Dib. No, 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 you my friend Gimlet was behind me friends. somewhere. There's no behind you. You're not from around here. Oh. I understand that one. I can see I've never seen you here before. Like, I kind of no, wave before been. I walk in. What are you waving? Lyndon just sort of waves back like, what are you doing? <laughs> I just kind of give him the, I don't know, it's... I'll, let me know when they come. Atreus is turned away when he waves, and then as soon as the door closed, turns back around and goes, Wh- where'd Reston go? <laughs> <laughs> he pulled a gimlet. <laughs> well, th- now we know where gimlet gets it. <laughs> there is no relation. You're looking for something to buy? You're looking for something to use? You're looking for something, you want to blow something up? Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> This guy's freaking me out. Um, what does he look like? He's a goblin. He, but he's like, like half the size of your standard goblin, but he's a goblin. Okay. So he's like two feet tall, basically. Yep. Charred. Like, he just looks like he's covered in charcoal, like dirt and just nasty dirt. Well, what, is, what does the room look like I'm in now that I'm kind of inside? Everything in this room just seems to be charcoaly, powdery black. Um, it looks like it is just like the front room. You Now that you're in here, you do see a little bit of light coming from the room in front to the right. Um, I don't know. What do you sell here? He just kind of pulls your pant leg, kind of pulls it down, and then it, do you start to, like, lower down to him? <sighs> uh, kind of bend down a little bit. Uh, uh, kind of lean on my staff. He reaches up with his other hand and just slowly starts pulling a little bit of your cuff of your jacket down. Uh, yes. What uh, do you sell here? <laughs> Explosive. I make, I make sticks I'm sorry, of... I'm sorry, what? I make sticks of booms. Explosives? I make sticks that go boom. Explosive. They go boom. <laughs> I'm not really uh, supposed to have him here, and nobody's ever even supposed not, to be in here. Really, uh, I don't know anything about explosives. Uh, I'm not supposed magic. to sell them. They're only supposed to be used to defend the city. I don't ever let anyone come in here, but you. <laughs> I, I like you. You don't so, come around here. You're very strange. Um, what is your name? You are, too. My name is Dib. <laughs> Dib. Dib? Dib. Dib. My name is Lyndon. Um <laughs> <laughs> Lyndon sneezes outside. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm intrigued, and what, what, uh, wow. show me one of these so-called explosives. <laughs> he kind of grabs you by the pant leg, just kind of pulls you in, over here, over here, over here. You see this massive stack of what looks to be, like, uh, cartoony red dynamite stacked in boxes. Of course. Does it say with, Acme on it? No. <laughs> It, uh, it looks like SBID. Yeah. It's dibs backwards. Um, <laughs> this is for none the of defense. the big black round bombs that have no, the three no, X's no, on them or whatever. No, no comical massive okay. bomb 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 grenades. <laughs> now, I'm only supposed to make these for the <laughs> for the defense. 
for <laughs> for the twisted, for the f- the ones from the vats, from the taken, from the shifted, from the there's so many names. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Uh, there was a lot of people. I they mean, were taken. They died and they were thrown of, in there. I had friends that came back. That's nice. Uh, <laughs> um, you don't see a lot of people typically, do you? Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> pick up one of the little sticks of dynamite. So, how do these work? I see this string here sticking Lighted. out. You play light with it. fire and you light it. Do not play with fire here. Do not. Okay, I'm not doing anything. I'm just holding it. How much for just one of these? Just one, one. What do you call these sticks? <laughs> one stick. I yes. just want to. I just want to try it out. If it works, uh, it might be back. Do not use it in the city. I mean, it's an explosive, right? It blows up. It boom. Fireball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Scooby Doo laugh is getting. <laughs> <laughs> How much? How much you want for just one? I'll, I might be back if I like it. One gold. One gold. All right. Roll insight. Roll insight. I was getting ready to pay the man. Um, seems reasonable. Uh, insight. Insight four. Yeah, it's he's trying two. to sell some dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's something never ever never heard of. I've never what what what's inside of this? Like, what's the ingredient? Alchemy powder. Things that are gonna go boom. <laughs> okay. It's a tiny wizard that casts fireball at point blank range. So, um, <laughs> how big of a boom does this? How like how far away do I need to be so I don't get injured? 60, 80, 100? <laughs> Depends on the packing. Yeah. Some are bigger, some are not. Uh, all right. So, 100. <laughs> all right. I appreciate it very much, Dib. Um, I will catch you later. I'm going to leave now. Nice meeting you. I stand up. Oh, God, my back just feels compressed from that stupid carriage. Oh, God. Hey, is there a is there a, a salon, hair salon around here somewhere? Massage parlor? Somewhere where a guy could relax? Tabaxi Palace. No. <laughs> 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 he turns no, no, around, no, no, I'm already no, no. out the door. <laughs> <laughs> hair? Hair for salon. <laughs> um, I did see a sheer place. I yeah, passed uh, one. To, to the right, um, yeah. um, would, you, would you go out? To, to the left if you're facing away, if you, to, to the okay. right if you're facing towards. Yeah. Um, careful. Careful with the boom. Yeah, yeah I'm very careful. Thank you. Uh, you have a good day, Dib. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I make my way out very quickly. Two toodaloos are over there. Oh, that was pretty good, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the door. Whew. Okay. Um, Note to self, don't stay down in the dark too long. <laughs> At this moment, as Resident is popping out, um, Atreus, Linden, and Gimlet, you see this fairly tall, robed man. You would think it was a man. It's it's a man. Um, hood over his head, very thin blue cloak kind of robe hanging over him. At his feet, you Sorry. see boots. <laughs> I just you think it's a man. Got us. It's a man. <laughs> some reason, some reason I got us. <laughs> just trying to keep us on our toes. <laughs> Looks like a man. You think it's a man? It's a man. It's a man. Uh, I'll tell you. It's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you. You don't have to keep it a secret anymore. That's just funny. It's a dude. <laughs> yeah. The <He> horror. <laughs> He, he's not coming from the front doors of this massive building. He's coming from the back side, and he seems to have a couple of twigs in his hand, and he's p- picking some leaves off of his twigs. And, you know, he's got this blue hood on, this blue kind of robe, 
almost not even close to long enough to get past his knees. You can see like he's wearing like some like cutoffs or something, you little strings of fabric dripping down. And then you see his boots and you see Tajmir just kind of behind him. They're right there. I swear if this guy is Doug's other cousin. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. His, his other cousin, Dig. <laughs> Dig and Doug. Dig Doug. I already met Dib. Dib, Dig, Doug, and... <laughs> and dude. 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 Yeah, he approaches the three of you with resin off in the distance like, what the fuck did I just come out from? Um, but yeah, as he gets closer, his stature, very broad, shoulders very tall. He just kind of looks down at you. Welcome, surface dwellers. I thought there was four of you. I was told there was four. Oh, the the other one went back that way. He's he's on his way back. He's um uh, he doesn't usually look that flustered. Hmm. Well, wait to introduce myself until he. Get- oh, there you are. Oh hi. Yes. Hello. You're a man. Hi. <laughs> you're tall. You're a very tall. I man. am a furbolg. Thank you very much. And. Welcome, surface dwellers. But let me not say that again, and I will introduce myself. I am Ian. And he actually reaches down and grabs your hand, Resden, and he shakes it. Um, put the stick of dynamite in my <laughs> satchel. How you doing? Very well. And he looks towards Linden. I am Ian. And he extends his hand and shakes your hand. Linden Longfeather. At your service. And next is Gimlet. Welcome, little one. I am Ian. Oh, well, well, welcome. Uh, thank you. And he looks at you, Atreus, and extends his hand. Welcome. I am Ian. Atreus wipes her dirt-covered hands on her cowl, takes his hand and bows her head and says, Thank you, Elder. Uh, I am Atreus. Thank you for allowing us into your home. You also notice there is dirt on his hands <laughs> without him wiping it off. Welcome to our home of Despot. I'm sure you have many questions. Oh, I've been writing them down as we've come up here. There's a whole list. Well, where would you like to converse? Inside over some tea? Or out in the fields, as I tend to them? Either sounds lovely, actually. We've been sitting for a while, so I wouldn't mind the fields. I vote fields. Yeah, I'd rather not sit for a while. My tailbone's kind of numb. That is rough ride. I've done that a few times myself. How about your little friend here? I'll, um, I usually stay with them. I don't think you have met any of your kin in a long time, have you? No? Uh, there's more of me down here, isn't there? Resden? Resden? I haven't seen uh, any. No, if... Uh, uh, I've been I've been by your side for so long, I don't know. Is it okay if I stay here and try to find some of my kin? My Uh, I mean, I think you can walk around on your own. Yeah, you're... I mean, as long as meet back up here at the... After our little tour, you can walk around. Oh, okay. Um, Come back home before the streetlights turn on. <laughs> before, before the mushrooms start to glow, be back here. Um, okay. Shroom set. <laughs> Little one, Gimlet. There are a few inside of my home here. Our home. 
make your way inside and greet your kin. Okay. Um, I, I, I'll just be inside. He's looking at all of you, like, nodding, looking yeah, for exception. We'll be Go here crazy. if you need us. Okay. He just, like, very happily just kind of, like, runs in there. Like, has this massive grin on his face, bigger than you've actually seen in a long time. I feel like it's like sending a kid to, like, daycare for the first time <laughs> or something. What? Too proud. They grow up so fast. <laughs> I mean, in this case, they really do. <laughs> Overnight, seems like. So. Is it possible for me to cast clairvoyance on, like, Gimlet's shoulder or something so that I can keep an eye on him? Are you going to want to talk or are you going to want to listen to Gimlet's stuff? Hmm. Oh, right. It interrupts my own senses. Never mm. mind. And as Gimlet runs away, this towering furbog wearing what looks to just be like silk robes just barely covering up what he has underneath. So, what brings you down here from above my newly found friends? Well, I hail from the village of Greenspire, which yes. is high, high above the ground, and some of our people were taken by those from the vat. Hmm. They've decided to go above now. They're extending the war. It seems, in my estimation, a war that we all should have been involved in, both surface and the deeps, in fighting this monstrosity. There must be something above they want. Well, we would like to learn, or at least I would like to learn more about what you have here, the status of the war, and how we could carry news back to the surface to bring you reinforcements. This is state of affairs as it is is worrying. Things are for the most part at a calm. They come and go. When she attacks, we defend. There are losses, there are gains. And he's, con he's continually slowly walking down this path with you towards some massive fields. You see far off into the distance a very, very dark forest. The wood is dark, the leaves are dark. There are various orbs of nat what appear to be natural light all around. And in these fields, there is corn, there's wheat, there are various vegetables all around with magical orbs just above them. And he just stops for a moment, kind of pushes his hand into like an empty socket of dirt. And you just see some growth just begin to sprout above and just you see this green essence just kind of fill the area for a moment. He pulls his hand out. He just kind of flicks the dirt. It doesn't wipe it off, just keeps it on him. Can I roll a history check to see if I recognize the magic that he used from Atreus's home. Mm -hmm. No, three. You remember seeing colors. You remember seeing people touching dirt, not, not necessarily furbogs, but you just remember people would use their hands to make the your home, your forest grow, various parts of it. But other than that, you don't know what type of magic it is. Okay. And as you were continuing to walk and chatting, off to the left, you do see another worker just kind of picking some radishes, like just plucking them straight from the ground and just putting them in a bas massive basket. Hello, Jeff. And you see this person pop up with this big rimmed hat. Hello. Just kind of tips his hat and I'm very busy. I see you have friends. I will come see you after everything is done. And he just kind of drops down and gets back to work. Thank you, Jeff. He pops back up, touches his hat again. Nice to meet you. What is your name, newcomer? Oh, I'm I'm Atreus. It's nice to meet you as well. Welcome to Despot. 
Is anybody else paying attention to this guy, or are you guys just paying attention to insight check? <laughs> insight are those check on what? Or are they cherry bombs? <laughs> I mean, we're we're looking at him. Yeah, <laughs> freaking me out. Who is this fellow? Is he up and the up and up. Got a seven. See, is, is he the big bad? Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't Jeff be? I have a twenty-one. It's a, it's a perfect cover. He's definitely got radishes. <laughs> He's shaking the dirt off him and putting him in a basket. Uh, what are you really trying to insight on this guy that is just doing a job? I don't know. I just know a DM would never introduce a character if it didn't mean something. And he's named? My goodness. <laughs> you gave him a name pad. He's got to mean something. <laughs> is he the creator of the log? <laughs> no. Kevin, Lyndon. Lyndon had the high Lyndon, roll, you so you tell 21. him. What are you doing with it? What are you inciting? Are you, are you going to talk with this dude? Are you going to do anything or just walk by? Oh, and like, look at him. Who this dude? So are you using that as a perception instead of insight? I don't know. Does he? He sounds a little creepy. Does he actually genuinely welcoming us? I think he's just a lizard folk, Lyndon. Okay. You're stereotyping. That was out of character. That was out of character stereotyping. (laughs) (laughs) Lyndon would never do such a thing. Uh, As he is higher than five and a half feet tall, he is absolutely not a lizard folk. But he has this massive brimmed hat just covering his face. Just kind of tips it. You can just barely see his chin over the other areas of the field. That seems legit. That's all I'm going for. <laughs> yay or nay. Vibe it's check. A, it's a yay vibe thing. check. He seems like he's a vibe check. Go ahead, roll another d20. That was the vibe check. No, you gotta roll again. <laughs> roll for vibes. So 13. Uh, roll chari- vibes. Go ahead, roll charisma on that too. Oh, okay. You want me to add charisma or you want me to roll It's a vibe check. You're, you're, you're going for vibe. <laughs> vibe check. My charisma is plus four, so that brings it to a 17. Uh, he seems like a very happy kind of person, but you can't tell from the voice because you've never really conversed with someone of his kind. Do you want to walk over to him and introduce yourself, or are you just going to continue walking through with everyone else? He said he'd catch up with us later, so I'm cool with that. We'll see Jeff later. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Jeff. Yeah, you guys continue on. And are there any questions you would like to ask Ian? So many. My God. As you were walking by, he just seems to be picking off some of the brown, slightly dead leaves off anything he can reach, just kind of putting them in his hands. Atreus watches that and then starts doing the same, just slowly pulling dead leaves off of the plant, just like watching closely. (laughs) You guys just continue to walk and no one's asking questions. (laughs) I have some questions I can ask. Uh, Ask freely. How long has this war been going on? This war has been going on for... Before we established this to be our home. So more than 300 years? Well, more. And when did this Esma, Isma, begin turning people into these soulless husks? That was only about 150 years ago or so. And who, who then was leading the war before then? What was the... Conflict. There was a war of their home, your friend, of people trying to claim it as their own. And then she came down and destroyed so much. How how old is this arcanist? Hmm. Possibly more than six to seven hundred years old, we believe. But when it comes to someone as powerful as her, you can never really tell. That is worrying. How long ago did she turn law? Into a, into stone. That was her first attempt at taking control of anything. So... Maybe... I cannot... Maybe 250, 300 years ago, 
But that separated everything. At once the drow, the dwarves, the durgar, and all the other surviving down here were all at war against one another. But now we are all working together to take her down. But she has grown much more powerful. Hmm. It is difficult to fight someone who can take your lost and turn them against you. I have seen my kin exactly as I did days prior. But someone else was in their bodies. Has there been any research into curing those who have been turned into these husks? There is only a limited amount of necromantic magic we can learn here. We have no ways to research it. No books to study. No no means to create what she has. No means to truly fight it or destroy it. Have you never thought of coming to the surface for assistance? There have been thoughts. I am not the only one. It is a group effort between all of the corners. And the corners are what remain since she has control of the center of the continent. Yes. It has kept her at bay for some time, but still we lose members of her family, our friends, and even some topsiders that have somehow found their way down here. Do you know of topsiders who may be aware of what is going on down here and not helping. We may have reason to believe that Sistoria is... The number one problem. Ah. They are inadvertently working together, but yet against one another. With Esma and Sistoria? Yes, Danan. They are both using your friends, your friend, his type, his kin, as fuel. Linden shudders a little bit. To fly ships. And more. To fly ships. To power cities. To power the vats. To pretty much make anything steam-powered work almost indefinitely. I saw your people taking the skin from the worms. What do you use it for? We use it for a little bit of the same power, but we are not harvesting it from our friends. We are not injuring our friends. We are utilizing what we can gather. I would never put harm upon any of the Emuloks. They are quite brilliant little creatures. Your friend seems to be quite taller than many of them here. He has learned much, and I think he grows along with what he learns. I have had a few work out in these fields and absorb some of my druidic magic, and they have shown me they are quite worthy of assisting. Now I try to keep them out of danger in, s- in case they are ever tried to be captured. Is this city the safest of the corners? None of us are truly safe, but we have security measures in place. We have scouts on the outer edge. We have some of the magical means that your Emulok friends have created from their home planets. And we have infused that with some of our own magic to create communication devices where we can not only talk, but we can move about. Have you made contact with any of the societies that exist outside of this historian rule that may be able to help you and aid you in this fight as they have their own struggles with this historian rule? The Upsiders? Yes. No. It appears that the Upsiders have it all too easy. I think that depends where you look. From our research, it does not seem to be much of a struggle up there. They've begun to destroy my people's homes and the place that we have lived for 15,000 years. As much as they have may not struggled in the past, they've begun to feel the struggle and the pain that is now apparent to us. Your home. My home. Who and what live in your home? 
And what and where is your home? Well, people who look like me live in my home, and people who look like you. In fact, my brother is a fearbog as well. Hmm. We have lived mostly detached from whatever society is causing this harm, but I've received some worrying news recently, and my home is no longer, and I don't know where my family is gone, or where they will be safe. Pulls out a little pad. Where is your home? Uh, she's gonna pull out the map with all the tunnels <laughs> from Resden's bag, just kind of tug it from him. <laughs> hey! Hold on. Wait, wait, give me that. Watch that. Watch that. Oh. Careful. I grab the little stick of dynamite, starts to tumble out of the bag. <laughs> She's going to unroll the map and point to the location uh, where her home is located, which has no tunnels leading to it or anything. She goes right there. You see him take out a little little stick of charcoal, just write something on, the, on his pad. I will send some of our people up there in your name. He puts his, his hand just on the side of your face. You are change. All of you. And he just looks like he's staring at all of you in awkward silence. (laughs) And where would this change be most effective? We believe, I now believe, change needs to be above ground. They've taken the fight there, so I guess you have to follow. I have heard word of... hmm, There was Belthoria, three places in Turin, just south of Sestoria... And there's one place in the south of Kendala, I cannot remember the name. Turog, which is north from us. Those are some of the places where they have attempted to emerge. In Belthoria? Um, Belthoria and... Belthoria, Thryn, Turog. I believe Cherry Hill as well. Well, we've had uh, these worm creatures show up, or we suspect show up in Belthoria while I was there. We didn't see it, but we suspected there were some earthquakes. And then Cherry Hill, we got attacked by one, I think. Wasn't that where we got attacked by one? Is that the little town we got attacked the first time it by one of Gemma. those? Gemma. Or, it was yeah, Gemma. Yeah, Gemma. Yeah. Gemma. Okay. Just south. Of- Cherry Hill was just yeah, down the road Cherry Hill was there, north yeah. from that. Well, it seems you can add Greenspire to the list. They've okay. taken hmm. three lives, I believe. It's weird. We came across the old house, but not old enough to be like 600 years old where apparently this Esme lived at one time. She may have already been practicing strange magics there. She certainly created some zombies. Why would, why would she live Resident, there? go ahead and give me a history check. Uh, 18. Yeah, so with that 18, uh, as you remember back to some of the various things that you've found and even some of the little mimics that were changing their shapes of the image in the paintings, and I believe there was a logbook that was just just under 400 years ago. That would have been when she began to visit that place. And from the imagery that you were given, it seems like the the as I call them the house mimics absolutely hated who she was and what she did to their home and their master's home. So were the mimics? I'm just curious. Were the mimics keeping the house in good yes, order? Yes, they were. Like, okay. The mimics were keeping it in a tip-top shape and keeping all of her creations outside. Okay. Innate. All right. I was just Including curious. Including the log. <laughs> well, clearly she's just a servant of the log. I am the log. The log is the eldritch being that has instigated this whole thing, clearly. Breaking the log. Breaking the log. <laughs> wow. That's why they call it a log book. I fought the log and the log one. <laughs> oh, that's a throwback right there. 
Big bad evil greens. <laughs> there you go. Uh, sir, there's um, there's things going on up top, too, that making things difficult for us, too. It's Yeah, there's no cross-country war or anything like that, but we have problems. You know, I've... I've known nothing but hardship since the day I was born. I worked hard to get where I am today, and I've experienced some horrible things. And just in the last year, it's been probably what I'd consider the best year of my couple decades on this planet. Before that, I wouldn't say I had an easy life. So, I mean... And you have worked hard for everything you've done. I mean, it's not easy. It's like, I don't think people up top are as weak or as lazy or as, you know, what you think they are. I think uh, if you go up there and present your case, that there'll be plenty of people willing to want to know what's going on and not only fight, but also become your allies. I didn't even know dwarves were still alive until today. If you would allow us to be your ambassadors. Well, I don't know about that. If you would allow me to be your ambassador. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look at me. And this fellow to tag along. He was about (laughs) to put his right hand on Resna's shoulder, and then he kind of pulls away and then... Puts his left hand on Lyndon's shoulder. <laughs> and Lyndon's like, looks at Atreus like, mm, you want to be an ambassador? Yep, yep. I okay. mean, at least for my own home, I know that they'll trust me more than some I mean, others. I don't have any people. Where are your people, Resden? I can be your court wizard. <laughs> I don't know that ambassadors have court wizards, <laughs> but we certainly have friends. And as you are having this banter, he looks at you, Lyndon, and you are change. I'm changing. Oh, you're talking to him. Sorry. What change are you referring to? The change that will happen. Many upsiders have made their way down here and made themselves comfortable with living and being part of our world. There are many strewn about all of the corners, but you, oh, I see something more in you. What is it that you expect from us? Just to be yourselves. That I think we can manage. You're very trusting. Your friend, Tajmir, not so much. Wouldn't even first she lied to us about how long it would take to get here, and now you're wanting us like after thirty minutes talking to us, want us to be your ambassadors. Forgive me if I'm a little pessimistic, but have your choices been that slim with people you trust? Is glaring at Resden, just full on. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you see a lot of people come down here from up top. How come people from down here don't ever go up to the top? Many have. I mean. None of the drow or dwarves have. We thought we were extinct. We thought they were extinct. A group of my closest friends went up not more than two months ago on an adventure to Belthoria. I did hear from them. One of hmm, one of them got attacked and almost cut in half with an axe in a forest. Resin, roll history check. I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. There was a drow, a darkling, an elf, and mm-hmm. a halfling. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was just kind of <laughs> looking at him. Dang, Pat. I don't know. I don't know anything about that, but um, I'm just, listen, I can't speak for my friends here, but I have my own problems and I have no problem helping other people, but I may not be around long enough to help with this war unless I also get some help for some issues I'm having. So I can't promise you my time is going to be dedicated to your war, but um, I will go where my friends go. I can promise you that. I'm not ready to go out on my own. I ask you for nothing. That's the best. I ask you to just be yourself. About that, while we may be, it sounds like we may need to head to the surface again to serve as your ambassadors to relay what we have learned, it sounds like 
if we were to, as much as I would like to rush directly toward the prime focus and take care of this, I'm sure that that would be foolhardy and impossible since multiple civilizations have been trying to do that for a thousand years. Yes, so, and for some reason, many people think there's nothing but treasure down there. I'll never understand that one. I have encountered quite a few people who believe that. <laughs> So have I. I mean, there's still treasure, though. Not That's just not the, all that's there. Oh, there is an abundance of amazing things where they call home. But it is also massively defended by their own magical means and some of our home's magical means. I believe, then, that the way we could be most helpful in the short term is to relay this story above and to work toward exposing Sistorian involvement in this war... We also, before we move on to any further location or further traveling, we should present also the case of our friend Resden to you. He has a curse upon him and is changing. If you wouldn't mind taking a look or referring us to some of the Yuan-Ti who live within your city. There is nothing wrong with your friend. He is fine. Um, as you are all standing just on the the very edge of the far end of the massive garden and on the edge of the tree line, as you've all slowly been walking towards this area, it just seems very peaceful, very easy to breathe, very clean. Resident, you look to the right of Ian and you see this character wearing a massive hat holding a bushel of radishes, just kind of staring at you. Is that Jeb? Jeff? Jeff. <laughs> it, Jeff. <laughs> I got Dib and yeah, Jeff it, it is, mixed it up. It is Jeff. Jeb. He <laughs> is looking at you with eyes wide. Do any of the rest of us notice this? Uh, yeah, you were all kind of standing there. You would see this hatted figure staring almost wide-eyed at Resden. And what does this figure look like? Uh, with his hat down, you can't really see much of anything other than just his eyes and just like a little bit of the darkness of his face. But Resident, you hear, Well, actually, everybody else hears that. But Resident, you are one of the chosen three. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> In every generation, there are three snake boys. How far away is he from me? <laughs> uh, he's probably about 15, 20 feet, depending on where oh, okay. you are. Would... So he's not like like magically throwing his voice. No, he's just he is speaking standing normally. right there. And everyone else around just hears, Huh? <laughs> I say no. <laughs> he puts his bushel of radishes on the ground and just kind of kneels down to you. What's he doing? Looking over at Yane. What's your, uh, what's, uh... He says you are one of the chosen three. Um, no. He's mistaken. I don't know what he's talking about. No, he... I'm just a, uh... Just a poor boy from a poor family. <laughs> <laughs> As it says in the prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Not exactly. <laughs> yes, your twin sister. Maybe if you do not change, she will. Sorry. No, no, no. I don't, no. I don't, uh, I don't accept that. I am, uh, I'm just Resden. I was, I was cursed. This was not, this was an accident. You don his scepter. You. Who? Is he speaking in common at this point or is he still? Yes, at, at this point he is. Okay. Not in parcel tongue? Not in parcel tongue. <laughs> 
Yeah, I imagine it's more like a, a type of a, 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 a kind of a dialect of abyssal. You are holding the staff of Nagendra. You have the incense of Nagendra. Would you like a radish? <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> I do like radishes. They're good for you. No, no, I'm good. Yes, I know you would not like the radish. No, I you need prefer to. meat. Yes, the... He's looking around. There must be a rat around here somewhere. I will find you a rat master. I will find you one. What the fuck? Oh, wait, who's saying this? Uh, Resden? Jeff. Is Jeff saying <laughs> Jeff that? Jeff is looking for a rat for you. Who was the one that said this was the staff of Nagendra? Was it? Jeff. Jeff knew? Oh, wow. I go up to Jeff. He's frantically looking on the ground. Hold up my hand, like cast light so I can see under his hat, see what he looks like. He pulls his hat off with one hand as... You're looking at him, and he's looking at you. He has absolutely no hair, completely bald. It appears that his eyebrows are slightly extruded, almost looking like scales with dark, slight diamonds going on them. Diamonds from the back of his head all the way down his scalp. He looks human, but with fully scaled skin. Very pale yellow eyes, and almost jagged teeth with two slight small fangs. And then what the fuck is going on? I think that's a yuan tea, and I think that... Well, Reston may have sacrificed himself on an altar to an ancient Tuanti chosen one and is now becoming a reincarnation of that person. That's that's my take at the moment. Okay. Do you not want me to find you a rat? Um, as I see him play along with me, I guess for a second, I uh, get this look on my face where I just kind of like get more calm and just more of a blank look, but looking in his eyes and the staff head that I'm carrying the eyes begin to glow like a yellow green just slightly and i just reach my hand my left hand out put it on his cheek kind of pull his head up and say back in the yuan-t speech sounds like snake speech but to him i say yes he is one of the chosen but he is not ready and i kind of shake my head a little bit as the eyes kind of fall back to the normal on the staff and go no i'm good i don't need a I don't need a rat. You're fine. You're, you're good. You know, just stand up, sir. Um, when did you lose your hair? <laughs> he kind of, kind of, kind of shakes his head a little bit. Looks at you in a little bit of a surprise. My hair. Um, I have actually never had hair. Oh God! Thank God. I thought maybe you looked like me one time, and he just started transforming into this because that's kind of like what's happening to me. Um, so sorry. No, no, no offense. I just, I was hoping I wasn't gonna lose my hair. Still kind of looking at you in shock. Anyway, um, Eon, Aeon, Egain, what? Uh, sorry. Um, Yain. The name? It, it is Eain, I understand. Yain. There is no problem with pronunciation. Jeff, Lada, can would I you buy a, please make your leave and uh, leave the radishes, please? <laughs> yes, I, I will retire for the day. We have lots to think about. And Jeff kind of makes his way through the various fields, and Ian picks up the basket of radishes and holds it in front of any of you. Radish? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I guess. Just give me one. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jeff. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Son of a bitch! I thought I was going to be an okay name that I was going to get fun of, but then that happened. <laughs> it is one syllable away from Jethro. 
I know. <laughs> I like crunch, it. crunch, 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 nom, 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 Minecraft nom. eating noises. As you were all standing here, is there anything else anybody would like to dive into before we bring this little role-playing adventure to an end? Elder Ian, you mentioned sending some of your people up to my home. Um, when, when would that be happening? And as an ambassador, would I be able to join? Well, for the first time, I would send all of you together as a group. You seem to have chemistry together. Don't mind that sound. It was dolphins. <laughs> Underground dolphins. You have dolphins down here. <laughs> they swim in the rocks. <laughs> Rock dolphins. Fuck yeah. Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, on the on the surface, they're dolphins. I, down here, they're drolphins. Wow! Smack! <laughs> I'm sorry. They just get worse, worse and worse. I'm gonna call all my underground jokes dirty jokes. Under dolphins. <laughs> Under dolphins. Yeah. Yes, I will. I will send you and your your friends, these two here, to the surface, along with a few of our best. Tashmir, of course. Maybe Crumb. Please, Crumb. I He's just, cool. Yeah. And a I few like others. His name. <laughs> I mean, it is cute. Right? <laughs> Reminds you of the leftovers of a cookie that you didn't finish. Yeah, or radish. But yes, you didn't finish the radish. Oh, I of course ate the radish, <laughs> including <laughs> the roots and like the leaves. It's gone. He looks at all of you with like Wild weird shapes into a smirk. bear and murders us all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> But yeah, he's like, you take some time to relax here in the grove. And in between here and where the trees are, there is a long stream that just kind of trickles down. It's about five feet wide, a small little bridge in front of you, down to what appears to be a pond with just like various rocky structures down there. Maybe about an eighth of a, not even an eighth, like a sixteenth of a mile down. Whatever you are ready, you come back, take some rest, take your leave, and then I will send you three to your home. Thank you, Elder. And she bows her head. That's not necessary, but I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for trusting us and for making us at home here. Thank you for trusting me. Uh, <laughs> Linden will sit. <laughs> just daggers, just glaring. <laughs> no, I didn't do that out loud. <laughs> if you did, Linden gives you the same little, like, slap on the back of the head that he gave Triss. <laughs> Little sibling bop. <laughs> and with that, you see Ian just kind of nod his head. You come find me in a little bit. I'll be back at my home. You take some time to relax here in the grove and have at it. There's trees. There's the pond down there with fish. Have at it. He just kind of nods to each one of you and walks away. Okay, what the fuck are you laughing at, Matt? <laughs> have at it. Just have at it. It's so like, crazy. what is there tabaxi down here? What's An ancient druid <laughs> saying. Have at it. And so all of you have picnic this... basket full of rats. You have this massive wooded area behind you. You have that little pond with rocks around it and fish floating and swimming around in it. And just some of them are pretty fucking big. Uh, what do you guys want to do? Uh, Lyndon will sit down and start drawing this surprisingly pastoral vista of the underground. A lot of greens, a lot of browns, <laughs> not a lot of light. 
It just He's is going to walk best. over to the uh, side of the little like river going through or lake or whatever. She's going to take off her cowl, fold it up nice, put it on the ground on top of her backpack, and then just get into the water fully clothed still. <laughs> Washing me in my clothes. The true ranger way. Yes. <laughs> and that's a one shot. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> Laundry and self cleansed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what about you, Resident? Uh, you just stand in there, kind of just watching the two of them standing under a tree, maybe like a little weeping willow type tree or something off to the side. There are some weeping willows along with some oak trees. There's a massive variety of trees that you would normally see above ground, but they seem to be quite healthy down here. Not as big as above, but tall enough stature that they can give you some even more shade here in the in the depths, but also the beautiful smell and the easily breathable oxygen that they are emitting. As he's standing there, he just kind of looks at his hands, and then he remembers this farm boy looking at him, and he pulls his hood up, kind of covers his face. Atreus emerges from the water with a fish in her mouth. Oh, gosh! <laughs> I got one! <laughs> Alright, you have to roll for that. I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. You have to roll for that. What am I, electric survival? <laughs> survival or dexterity? Okay. Or acrobatics. Wow. Uh, 18. Yeah, you got that fish. Yeah, I got that fish. <laughs> you got that fish easy. <laughs> it's a puffer fish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going to leave on this scene with the trees with the fish in our mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I wish we could that do this all so day every fun. day. Yay! Oh, seriously, I wish I could just sit here all day and just create and create and make shit up. <laughs> but I can't, so it's just in podcast form every other week. It's okay. We'll get you doing this or some form of it a couple times a week with all this stuff we've got going on. We got a lot going on. But with that, I would like to thank you all for joining us here on the Misfits Guide to Adventuring. Otto, where can everybody find you? You can find me in Random Ponds eating fish raw. Or you can find me on Twitter at Human Wreckage, spelled Human Wreckage, because I can't spell things. What about you, Matt? Uh, you can find me in a barbershop quartet with Dib, Ian, and Jeff <laughs> uh, singing our song all the way down. So... Uh, but you can also find me on Twitter at Longfellow underscore Matt. You all can find me at Professor PFM on the Twitters. And what about you, Nate? You can find me inside the darkened window of my shop selling explosives <laughs> in the middle of the town square. <laughs> or on Twitter at Nate Scott Jones. Also, blow things up responsibly. <laughs> I have dynamite. <laughs> you have dynamite. It's different. It's shaped like a T-Rex and it's got a little fuse coming out the top. <laughs> Oh, it's like a little T-Rex chicken nuggy? Yes, yeah, a T-Rex <laughs> chicken nuggy that blows things up. <laughs> you bite the head off, you bite the head off and throw it like a grenade. And that's how the Lighting dinosaurs died. Because that wick is a velocirapid. <laughs> oh. But don't... Thank you all for joining us on our adventure this episode. Clever girl. If you want more misfits in your life, you can follow us on Twitter at misfits underscore guide. You can also follow our main group page at Things, where you can stay updated on all our other podcasting adventures. For example, Call of Cthulhu, Princess World, Dresden Files, and Test Kitchen Feel System by Nate Scott Jones. Nope. 
No. Oh, well, feel, you didn't feels, write it. Yes, yeah. Just didn't want to get that confused. You you were DMing it. The creator is actually Eduardo Eduardo Butzi at Butzi Eduardo on Twitter. Follow him, folks. He's a very creative, very person. talented creator. All our episodes of Misfits Guide can be found by searching Cast of Many Things on iTunes, Podbean, or any app of your choice. So please subscribe so you can keep up to date on when our episodes drop. And if you enjoy our content, please also leave us a nice rating and review on iTunes or Podbean. Lastly, you can reach out through us through email, castofmanythings at gmail.com, or follow our Facebook page. The point is, we want to hear from our wonderful, amazing fans. So until next time, stay misfitty. <laughs> Did we level up? Did we level up? Fuck no. No! Give me a second. I have to make something that does not sound as bad as what I just made up called Udeme. <laughs> Udemain. Well, one of three anyway. <laughs> Well, you wanted a three main. <laughs> help help me man. out. <laughs> help. All right, everybody, get, no, give me a man. <laughs> it's a man. It's a man. It looks like a man. It's a man. Don't do it. All right. What's in the box? It's a man. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not what I asked for for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I wanted a non-specific fluid person. <laughs> I wanted a pony. <laughs>